if you're young enough, you can take antibiotics to get rid of the infection and the bone should grow back on its own if you're young and healthy. The older you get, those chances decline and then they have to do like bone grafts where they actually stick oh. cadaver bone in the socket. Did you say cadaver bone? Yep. Oh my God. That's what they use. Talk about getting haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're going to have to salt and burn. We can't figure out why this vengeful spirit is still tied to the earth. Should have lost your teeth. <laughs> yep. We should write it to him and be like, we have a really good idea for a vengeful spirit episode. <laughs> that you just cannot kill. Hey guys, welcome back to Wayward Fans, a supernatural podcast. I'm Shannon. And I'm Leanna. And today we are talking about um, Hello Crew World and The Girl Next Door. This is the second and third episode of season seven. Season seven. I just can't believe we're here, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, okay, so... Hello Crew World is directed by Guy D and written by Ben Edlin. Wow. That went very smoothly. I know, and I have gum in my mouth, so I'm going to take that out because I was like, I'm going to fuck this up. (laughs) Well, thank you for the update on the gum. You're welcome. All right, so we pick up right where we left off at the end of episode one. Uh, We see Cass, and he has all the black vein-like things moving around on his face, and then we also see black liquid dripping off of his hands out of his mouth and out of his eyes. Um, and Dean asks him if the vessel is going to explode because he gulped up all the Leviathan. Uh, in my notes, I was like, I don't feel comfortable saying cast because that's not really cast. So I just said it. Right. <laughs> it looks at him and says, we'll be back for you. And then very limply walks away uh, down the hall and then out the door. Then we cut to Sam saying, you're not real. And we zoom out and we see that he's actually being held against the wall by Lucifer who gives them this little monologue that I liked. It says, right, you think this little fruit fever dream, this little fruit bat fever dream. See, I totally (laughs) fucked that up. All right, you think this little fruit bat fever dream is reality. You come back, I'm sorry, with no soul, like some peppy American psycho till St. Dean glues you back together again by buying you some magic amnesia. I think that's probably my favorite line. (laughs) The whole thing's really good. Um... Lucifer starts calling his name, like, come on, Sam, Sam, like that. And then we hear that it's Dean is actually calling for Sam. And they find Sam, and he um, is alone, so they grab him and, like, come on, we gotta go. So then we cut to, quote, Cass, stumbling down the road. He breaks into the municipal... Oh, my God. He breaks into the municipal waters and starts walking towards the center until he just goes completely under, and then a whirlpool forms above him and a big, big black bubble pops out and fills the water with that same black inky stuff we saw oozing out of Cass. And then his trench coat just floats up to the side and Dean picks it up. Yeah. Well, we see the guys first because what is yes. Dean says something. Uh, then... I don't remember what Dean says. I did put that because when the water goes all black, Bobby just goes, oh, hell. <laughs> right. Because after it's after it because. I thought Dean said something like awesome or whatever. And then, then Bobby says, oh hell, because he looks up at the sign that says the public right. water 
right. source or whatever. And then that's when Dean sees the coat, picks yeah. it up, and he does his teary-eyed right. thing. Yeah, probably. I wrote, some shit goes down with Cass, title card. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just, um, I was not happy after that. I very... can't imagine. Well, because then, you know, Dean is like, I guess he's gone. And Bobby's like, yep, sorry. Yeah. And Dean's like trying not to cry. Yeah. And it's like, wait a second, you guys. Cass can't be. It's like, are they really, is that how this is starting? Because if that's how this is starting, I don't think I'm even going to finish this <laughs> yeah i was a little i was a little concerned so bobby points out that the leviathans now have a highway to anywhere uh that's when dean says awesome uh oh and then that's when dean pulls the coat out of the uh, water okay Cass is gone dean is holding back the waterworks um then we see like a montage kind of thing of people using water um, oh my god and the song that's playing is black water right? by the doobie brothers <laughs> oh my god i never even caught that the first time i watched this me i either, was me so either. happy <laughs> so we see people like in sprinklers and just like some people are washing a car and like right. yeah just people messing around in the water and you're like great all these people are getting <laughs> infected by whatever the fuck that just was and then we see a little girl at a fountain in a park actually drink some of the black sludge and then she looks back at the boy that she's with like her brother or whatever and it's a very evil look um and then we see a guy like in a garage working on his car and his sink and pipes are rattling really violently (laughs) and when he goes to fix it black sludge splashes out onto his face um so then we see Dean waking Sam up. He says, tells him it's been 12 hours. He thinks that's enough. And Sam was like scared shitless when he woke up. It seems like every time we see Sam wake up nowadays, he's just scared. Yeah. I feel really bad for him. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what he is <laughs> dreaming and thinking about with oh, Lucifer running around up in there. Yeah. Um, he gives him a... Some water and a protein bar, which Sam's like, ah, breakfast in bed. <laughs> Dean's like, don't get used to it. Yeah. And he wants to see his hand. And then we hear Lucifer like, oh, he wants to hold your hand. Um, so Dean undoes the bandage of Sam's fucked up hand. And it's got this really gnarly, like, stitch job. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I've seen worse. And he goes and he gets a bottle of alcohol and dumps it onto the wound. And then Bobby comes and takes his place to redo the bandage. Um, I really love how well everybody ignores Lucifer in this scene, except for Sam. Yeah, it's great. Because Lucifer is sitting there watching and Bobby and Dean are both just like completely ignoring him. And Right. And the whole time Lucifer is talking to Sam. Yeah. Um. So Dean wants to know what's up from Sam and Sam tells him that he's seeing through the cracks and he can't tell what's real. So Dean wants to know why he was hiding that. And Sam says, I was not hiding. I was just not talking about it. (laughs) I was like, Sam, (laughs) Uh, that's hiding it. Yeah. 
Um, that, that was my note. Uh, <laughs> Sam, could you please define hiding? <laughs> um, so Sam wanted to try to write it out. Sam tells them that everything uh, that Lucifer tells them about how, you know, this is Lucifer's form of torture and that everything around him is fake. Mm-hmm. Dean's like, oh, I, how do you fight that? <laughs> right. Dean's kind of at a loss for words. Um but then he's like, oh, wait, I got it. Why would you go through all that trouble um, when you can just, when you could just kick your ass in the cage? Why would you make this all up? Right. Um, and then both Lucifer and Sam say at the same time, you can't torture someone who has nothing left for you to take away. And the timing on that was just beautiful. It was done very well. Yes, it was very creepy. I have to wait till we get through this episode since I didn't write it down, but that might be one of my favorite lines just because it's like, oh, God. Put a note there for you. (laughs) That's really terrible. Yeah, it was. Um, So Dean wants to know why he would put Sam in all of this mess if it's not real. Like, why go through, why make him in some post-apocalyptic, you know, they're fighting Leviathans instead of like a nicer right thing so that you know sam would actually like and sam says because he wouldn't believe it was real his real life if it wasn't fucked which is true and i was like that's that yeah Yeah. it's accurate then dean notices sam like looking off to the side and asks if sam is seeing lucifer now and sam nods bobby looks very uncomfortable so dean tells sam he's not real he tells and lucifer says the same thing about dean Right. I love that exchange because Dean, you know he's not real, right? And the way Sam looks at him and he just says, he says the same thing about you. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I mean, he is dealing. I think we can all agree that he's dealing, but that's like, God. I'm, yeah. So Sam is having a rough go. Yeah. Bobby gets back to work. We then see that little girl uh, who's now a Leviathan watching TV. She's channel surfing and then she stops on Dr. Sexy MD and she seems to be very pleased with what they're saying on TV and he's talking about being a surgeon and how he can cut into people anytime he wants and take out organs and nobody can stop him. (laughs) So it's kind of weird out of context Dr. Sexy MD but okay. (laughs) But she's very happy about it. She thinks that's pretty neat. So we go back to Bobby um I'm not sure what my notes say, but (laughs) something about Bobby is happy that Sam isn't curled up under the sink as they watch him play with his gun. Yes. Uh, And Dean's like, yeah, he's just silently field stripping his weapon. No big deal. Yeah. I'm kind of with Dean on that one. It would be better if he was curled up under the sink. (laughs) That would seem more fitting instead of just like this. Just silently cleaning his gun over and over again right now. Okay, that's weird. So Dean turns on Sam's phone, GPS, because that's how it works. works. I mean, technically, if they had... Google share locations. Yes. It totally would work. But I don't think that even existed <laughs> no, in this episode of sure <laughs> Since it's new right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so Bobby wants to know how Dean is doing. Dean doesn't think that it matters because they have bigger f- fish to deal with. Bobby throws that back at him like Dean did with Sam. Yes. I was I, like, nice, Bobby. Good right. For you. 
Dean says he's not Sam. Uh, his marbles are tightly locked away, and he's fine. Sam's like, or Bobby's like, you just lost your best friend. Your, your BFF. <laughs> this is my note. Just lost BFF, bro is crazy, and Leviathans are out. Sure, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so just really quick, you guys. My notes this week are not the greatest because I had to handwrite them. I think I'm we could say they're the worst, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm house sitting right now and there's no computer at the house and no tablet, no laptop. And all my stuff is packed because I was supposed to be moving at the end of June. And instead of unpacking everything, since we're still planning on moving eventually, it just went to storage. So at the house I'm house sitting, I had to like rummage through his desk. I found this tiny little yellow legal pad. Like it's smaller than a tablet. And I had to handwrite my notes. So... They're pretty bad. That's why they're like, just lost BFF, bro is crazy, and Leviathans are out. And I actually put Levi's are out. Oh, see, I, I didn't even put, I just, they were all, they were capital L's through all of my notes. I'm not typing all this shit I actually write out Leviathans for a while, and then I just start calling them Levi's. Yeah, that seems right. Um, okay, so Bobby tells him that they're, he's there if he, if he actually wants to be honest. Then they insult each other. They smile. And it's it's cute. It's, it's cute. It's like, oh, they care. It's family. Then we cut to a high school. We see two jocks walk into the locker room, lock the door. Uh, and there's three other jocks already in there. <laughs> Most people just say kids, but apparently to Shannon, they're jocks. They're totally jocks. <laughs> they're swim jocks, we find out later. Ooh. And uh, they... The three guys who were in the locker room are like, what are you guys doing? Because right. they just come in and lock them. And they're like, we're hungry or whatever the fuck they say. And then the two dudes attack the three dudes. And you just see the blood splatter. It was like a very violent attack, too. I was honestly pretty surprised. Yeah. And at one point, one of the kids turns... Uh, I don't remember which direction he turns, but one of the guys that originally came in is like perched up on top of the lockers. I know, like right before yeah. he lunges at him, I was yeah, like, I was "Holy, all, holy shit. shit!" Like that was weird. That's it was very pretty, unsettling. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. <laughs> to which my note says, "I'm digging these Leviathan." Yeah, <laughs> I'm super excited about a new uh, a new monster. Right? Hell yeah! So then we cut to a hospital room where we see, yay, Sheriff Jody Mills. And there's another woman in the room with her, because it's a, one of those really large rooms um, where they kind of just put you while you're waiting for a private room, basically. Right. Yes. Um, and she's telling Jody about um, some surgery that had gone wrong, wrong on somebody where they like left a sponge inside of them or something. It, yeah, she has all these horror stories about right. why you can't trust doctors. And uh, so we find out that Jody's actually in there. For uh, she had a textbook apodectomy, and she's gonna be fine. Um, she's gonna get sent home with some really good painkillers. And her doctor, Doctor Gaines, is telling her all this, and he's he's nice looking. And the crazy lady who was telling her all the horror stories, like immediately, like, "Hello, doctor." Yeah, like shuts up. Very as happy to see in. him. He looks like an older Rob Lowe, like an older, older Rob yeah. Lowe. Yeah, that's what he reminded me of. And he's a really bad flirt. I don't mean like he flirts too much. I mean, he's just really bad at, at it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he leaves and then, 
Um, I don't remember the, his his final line, but as he's leaving, the crazy lady tells Jody that um, most doctors cheat on their exams, and he probably doesn't know. What did she say? God damn it! She, oh, I didn't write it down. Something like she he doesn't know her. Oh, did you know a study showed that three-fourths of doctors cheat on their exams? He might not know your appendix from your vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, um... Because those are very easily confused. Right. (laughs) So then we got back to Sam. Uh, He's telling Dean about the lead that he and Bobby found. Because Dean is just showing back up from the store, I'm assuming. And, uh... He's telling him about a swim team, a high school swim team uh, that looks to be like an animal attack. Dean is telling, starts to tell Sam that he can't go, but Sam cuts him off and agrees with him uh, before Dean can even finish. Uh, Bobby's going to run the hub. He's 5150'd, which I don't know what that is, and I forgot to look it up, so hopefully it's in here. Oh, here it is. 5150'd. It's a number of a California legal code that allows officials to involuntarily confine someone they deem a danger to themselves or others <laughs> because of a mental problem. That is a very specific reference, yeah. Winchesters. Van Halen released an album named 5150 uh, in 1986. Well, there we go. That and, wraps all that There it is. <laughs> so uh, that leaves Dean. Dean doesn't want to leave Sam alone during his psychotic break. Uh, but Bobby says, you know, what am I, chopped liver? Yeah. Or he doesn't say chopped liver. He no. says something very weird. He does. Um, and what am I, chopped brains on toast? And I was like, what? what? <laughs> Nobody says <laughs> that, Bobby. Never said that. <laughs> chopped brains on toast. So Bobby's going to keep an eye on him. And he tells Dean to go work off his nerves. <laughs> I actually was like, wow, they just kicked Dean out. They did. They're just like, go, <laughs> oh, we're no, fine. Leave. Here, right. <laughs> so then we see uh, the little girl Leviathan on a swing. And the dude we saw earlier from the garage show up and sit down with her. And she says she, that she got a small body. And he's like, yeah, it's a little too small. <laughs> she says she can't even see over a counter. And, she know, and the body knows nothing. And we learned that Edgar, who was the guy from the garage, yes. worked on the demolitions crew because apparently watching things blow up is very amusing. Satisfying is actually what he says. Right. Um, she's hungry. Well, she's also learned where babies come from. Right. And that is disgusting. Yes. <laughs> she's hungry. They all are. And she's very sorry. Edgar is upset about, what this, about the swim team. It made the papers. He wants her to clean it up. He doesn't like bringing the boss bad news. Right. She has an idea. And she needs his help. So then we cut back to the hospital where we saw Jody Mills. And we see Dr. Gaines walk into a room with a privacy curtain. And we see a shadow behind it. And when he rounds the curtain, we see that it's Annie, which is the little girl. The little girl. Annie wants to know if he's a sexy MD. (laughs) (laughs) And if what she heard about cutting into everyone or anyone is true. And he's like, what the fuck? No. (laughs) 
she asks if he's a surgeon and he says he is and she says that she wants to be a surgeon when she grows up and she grabs his wrist very hard apparently and says yes. that she wants to grow up now and that line got a big thumbs down for me mm. that was pretty dumb want to grow up and i want to grow, grow up, up now. now yeah well, okay so then we see her actually transform into Dr. Gaines. And yes. I was like, holy oh, shit. Oh, okay. I thought they were like possessing these people. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, so she transforms into Dr. Gaines and then she murders the actual Dr. Gaines. Yes. Uh, we then see Dean who shows up at the high school where the swim team uh, killed the other part of their swim team. And he's Special Agent Anderson, Ian. Dean sees a black smudge. As he's walking through the locker room, he sees a black smudge on the pillar. And he's like, damn it. Right. He immediately knows that it's it's a thing. It's the guys. Then we go back to Jody, And she sees Dr. Gaines uh, is putting the crazy later lady, uh, Mrs. Hatchet, under. And she's arguing with the doctor, saying that it's not her time for surgery. And he's like, you're going to go into surgery when, when I, I tell you. you. Yeah. Jody's like, what the hell? And he puts her under, and he's wheeling her out. And Jody's like, that's not that's weird not right. at all. Yeah. <laughs> so she follows. Because she was pretending to be asleep this whole time. And when they leave, she follows. Then we cut to Dean, uh, who calls to tell Sam the news. The two swim team guys are missing. And the same stuff that came out of Cass was in the locker room. And we see Lucifer sitting in the background with Sam. Uh, Dean is on his way back, and they'll track the swim dudes from there. So then we go back to Jody, and she sees Dr. Gaines is... It has cut into Mrs. Hatchet, and he's, she, he's starting to eat one of her organs. Ugh. So Jody runs back and gets stopped by a nurse, the head nurse. So she's making it to her room, and the nurse is like, "You're not supposed to be out of bed. Are you okay?" And then Jody just faints. Poor Jody. What a horrible thing to see. I know. <laughs> They're eating that woman. Like those people are eating that right. woman. After this woman just told you all these horrible things, and you're like rolling your <laughs> eyes at her. That's what I like of course it was that old lady who had all the premonitions about how you can't trust doctors right the one who they steal her and eat her body that would be you right in the hospital <laughs> you would be the one to be taken by the monster doctor then they'd put me back all oh no <laughs> no she's no good <laughs> so um nurse gets her back in bed and the doctor wants to know why she was wandering the halls she lies saying that her stitches were itching and but they feel fine now um they give her drugs to sleep which she's trying to argue against but the doctor's like it'll be good for you doctor's orders and they walk out what does he tell her at one point he says don't make me go back in there like as a joke about not having to go do surgery on her again right i don't remember why he says that but he does say don't make me go back in there yeah i just wrote that line down because i thought it was a little weird it, yeah, very weird. Um, so they walk out and she's like, oh no, Dr. Monsterface. And she tries to leave, <laughs> but she can't because the drugs are already starting to kick in. And so she collapses to the ground. 
We go back to Sam. Uh, he wants Lucifer to make it all go away. If it's really fake, just make it all go away. Lucifer, Lucifer says it's too good to end. Him not knowing, you know, if it's real or not. Right. Bobby walks in on Sam's bag lady moment. Um, Bobby tells him that uh, he'll get through it. Sam says that it's different this time. Because Bobby is saying that they'll get through it. They beat the devil before. Right. Sam's like, "Eh, it's kind of different this time. It's a little different, yeah. Uh, He then gets Sam a beer. While they're standing there talking with the beer, Lucifer then stabs Bobby through the back of the fire poker. Uh, And Bobby's still just standing there talking because he obviously can't see or feel anything. Right. And Sam is just like trying not to react to, to this. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty brave of Sam to even go talk to Lucifer. Um, I would have still just been like in a strict kind of like denial type right. mindset of it's not really there. I'm not looking at it. I can't see you type thing. So I was kind of uh, surprised that he just went over there and started talking to him. Um, and then when Bobby got stabbed while Sam was talking to Bobby, I was like, that's how bad this is going to get. Like, this is going to get really fucked up. Yeah. For poor Sam. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't so uh, taken away or I don't even, this podcast, <laughs> we're just like so out of it, guy. Um, Sorry. <laughs> like him talking to Lucifer wasn't that weird to me just because I feel like, to me, that would be in character for Sam, especially someone who deals with this kind of stuff, like monsters and demons right. and stuff. Like That's true. So seeing Lucifer and knowing that you're crazy because... You know about the wall. You know about it tearing down. You know that you're, you know. And he knows what he went through with, like, finding his pieces and putting everything back together. Right, right. So he knows he's going to be seeing some fucked up shit. He obviously can't tell what's real or not yet because that's the whole thing of it. But to me, him talking to Lucifer isn't that, like, out of the norm, I guess. But when Bobby gets stabbed, I'm like, oh, no. This yeah. is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, is, this is really bad. Um... But the only part about that that I think is bad for Lucifer, for Lucifer's side of it, is any interaction with Bobby or Dean is going to weaken his story, I would imagine. You think so? Well, because he stabs Bobby and Bobby's just like, what are, you know, like, do-do-do, like nothing's happening. Right, So you think if he wanted to make it real or seem real, there would be some sort of reaction from Bobby. Or anyone he would interact with if he did it to Dean or Jody or anybody. Instead of... Because now it just seems like, well, maybe it is fake. Maybe I am the only one who can see you. And clearly, whatever you're doing to anybody else doesn't matter. Right. That's true. But who knows? That's what I thought. I was like, this is really shitty. Yeah. Because... And the way Sam is handling it is, like, bravo. Like, he didn't even react. He's just, like, staring at Bobby like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) You have a little something. <laughs> um, but I don't know. To me, I feel like that would kind of take, not immediately, because you're still dealing, reeling from this, like, right, oh exactly. my God, that's kind of shocking. But exactly. if you thought about it for a minute, like, I feel like, because Sam is a logical person, thinker, yeah. you know? And so I feel like he'd be like, it's kind of weird. There's no reaction there. And if, this world is all something that he created to make me feel like I was back home. 
then he created Bobby, and Bobby, and Bobby should, should be react to that. however he right. wants him to react. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Ignoring it. Right? <laughs> but anyways, so it's still fucked up. <laughs> um, but get saved by the bell. Jody actually calls Bobby. She tells him about her doctor being a monster. Tells him tells Bobby he needs to get to Sioux Falls General before he eats her. <laughs> Um, I just really liked that conversation. I don't know. I yeah. like, I saw him eat the teeth and everything, and Bobby just get here before he eats me. Yeah. <laughs> she's pretty funny when she's all doped up. Yeah, I just really like her. Um, so Bobby leaves Sam alone. Okay. So I'm sorry. We need to get a better plan than that, <laughs> right? I'm like. Can he not go with you at least? I, or, I don't see why he couldn't to go like, with you. I think it would be better if he did. Why are like, we leaving Sam alone? Right. Like, like you guys are all acting like literally he's... just talk about not leaving him alone. Right. <laughs> like well, Dean are... was, you know, pretty adamant. Like he didn't want to leave for right. this reason. And you were like, I got him. I, yeah, <laughs> it's fine, Dean. Don't worry. And like 20 minutes later, <laughs> Bobby's like, you know what, Sam? I got to go. I don't understand why he didn't just take Sam with him. Me either. It's not like Sam's incapacitated. <laughs> no. And Bobby's treating him, which right. I've never understood this. This whole time, Bobby has been treating him like everything's fine. Right. And he continues to do so. Right. I think even so in this episode, like later on, is it in this episode where they talk and Dean's like, maybe it's the next episode where he's like, did you see that? He just oh, zoned out. I think, I think that's Bobby's the next like, oh, episode. he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, what the fuck, man? Why did you just leave him there? Right. Well, my whole thing is, why didn't you just leave him there? That was never a good idea. I don't care what your thought process is about whether or not Sam's fine or not. Don't leave him alone. Right. Like, God. We know there's issues going on with Sam right now. Right. Don't leave him alone. And, I mean, he could probably help. And if not, he could stay in the car. Right. At least you would know where he was, you know. But when you just leave him at your house, God only knows. Right. You know. Monsters know how to get there. Right. Sam's having a hard time. He could right. wander off and, I don't know, so many things can go Right, wrong. but at least if he's, like, in the car with you, you know where he fucking is. <laughs> Even if he wanders off from the car, you have a better starting point of, like... Where to find him, yeah. right? Because <laughs> you're probably not going to be gone in the hospital that long right. based on what you're going there for. But I do want to say kudos to the Leviathan because using the hospital like that was actually a very, very smart plan. Thinking out of the box. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, Bobby leaves Sam alone. And then Lucifer's like, yay, we're finally alone. Yeah. We cut back to the hospital. Edgar has shown up. He is with the swim team boys, the two missing ones. Uh, And he's asking to see Dr. Gaines. But the nurse is like, "Uh, you got to fill out some paperwork. You can't just see him. But then Dr. Gaines shows up and he's like, they're with me. And he takes them to the back. He tells them the hospital is a quote-unquote safe place, but people really just die there and nobody ever asks questions. <laughs> uh, he comes around the corner to a room where we see that he has nabbed the staff administrator, administrator and the head nurse. And they're both tied up. Uh, and they're for the boys, the swim team boys, to take over. Um... With the Leviathans in the right spot, they can feast every day. Edgar tells Dr. Gaines that the boss will be very pleased. This is exactly what he was wanting. 
And that's when Edgar Gaines said he's thinking outside of the box. Yes. So I was like, why are these people making any noise? Because <laughs> they weren't <laughs> gagged or anything. And the swim team is just approaching them and obviously about to do something very bad. I didn't even notice that. And I was like, because I even rewound it a minute because I was like, why isn't she doing anything? Because I thought her, I thought they were tied at first. Okay. But then there's a shot of these two swim boys going approaching them, and uh-huh. I saw her mouth, and she's just like, she looked shocked. Maybe but she's they not drugged say them. anything. Well, we will find out in a second. Why? Oh, okay. But I was like, hold on, and I rewound it, and I was like, why isn't she fucking screaming? Why would she do anything? I didn't even notice. And then Edgar asks, why aren't they screaming? Oh. <laughs> And Dr. Gaines tells us he severed their vocal cords. Oh, that's right. And I was like, oh, Oh, that's that's really horrible. (laughs) I forgot about that. But I was like, damn, that's really good. These monsters are are fucking smart monsters. This is going to be rough. This is going to be a weird season. (laughs) So, Dean shows up. That is exactly how my notes start for the next one. So Dean shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Tells Sam that he uh, tracked the Leviathans and he needs his help. And uh, keep the car running. Oh, because Sam is like, well, I don't know if I can help you. You know, like I'm kind of and he's like, no, no, I know. I just I want you to keep the car running, you know. Right. So when they run, Sam will be ready to go. I just right. want to say that at this point, in my notes, and I know it's crazy, but I am like seriously questioning if that's even Dean for like two different reasons at this point. Yeah. It's a hallucination or it's a Leviathan. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure either. Right. But I was like, there are, this can't be Dean. Well, something I was very weird. unsure of it. Right. I'm like, I guess it could be Dean, but I don't think it is. Like Something just seemed too off to me. It was so weird to me that he even just showed up there, I think. He was showed one of, up and he's right. like, let's go. And I was right. like, do you want to know where Bobby is? Right. Because like, I thought he said he talked to Bobby, didn't he? I don't remember what it was, but I just remember feeling very off-put by the whole Me scene. Me too. And See, like, I did too. I was like, "What? that doesn't seem right. I really hope that's not a Leviathan because that means and I'm like, I really hope that's not Lucifer. <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm like, it could be a Leviathan, but it also is most likely Lucifer. So. Right, right. Yeah. It's most likely a hallucination because but they're that's not going to so, kill Dean. But that's what's so great about this episode is we actually have two very viable different reasons why that's not actually Dean. Right. <laughs> So then we go back to the hospital and we see Bobby's has gotten Jody out. He gets her into a cab um, and he's going to go back in to take <laughs> care says, of the monster. She says, Bobby Singer, my hero. Yeah. And he goes, that's the roof he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> she was so funny. <laughs> um, <coughs> so Bobby goes back inside. Um, he goes and he checks uh, Mrs. Hatchet body uh he checks her chart and he sees that she had gone in for foot surgery but she's or she died that morning was it her roommate it had to have been because it's it was yeah because he i remember he checks uh her chart in the morgue and he's like oh she died this morning uh she came in for routine foot surgery but the autopsy's already been done and he's like this was weird he was just he thought it was weird the autopsy had already happened right yeah, especially if she just died during a normal surgery, right? You know, um, well, I guess not a normal surgery, but. right? 
So back in the Impala, uh, Dean wants to know if the devil is still riding shotgun. Sam tells him not at the moment, but he's still around. Dean mentions getting Sam professional help. Sam doesn't think it will work. Dean wants to know what his other options are. Men, and then he mentions somebody named Martin. Uh, the guy, the hunt, that was the hunter that went crazy. Is that the right? one? That's what Where I was going to ask you. He's the, in the one in the, when they put themselves in the mental hospital to fight the race? race? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's what Martin. I do want to say, I'm sorry, were you still going? I was, I'll finish my sentence. He, he mentions Martin and how he started shooting at nothing and that, that sweater unraveled quite fast. Yes. Um, I do think that Dean's idea of maybe Sam looking at getting some professional help is not a bad idea. No. And I also think Sam might want to consider maybe taking some pills because that <laughs> might help. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're not horrible. And I mean, given where we're at right now, Sam, I just think you might want to think about it. <laughs> like... I get where he's like, what is that going to do? This is right. super, this is a supernatural right. thing. But I'm like, well, you're also legitimately going crazy. Right. So exactly. what's the worst that can happen from seeking a professional <laughs> <Right>. doctor? <laughs> and I don't think it drugs does it work. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> We're back where we started. Right. I don't think they'll make it worse. Yeah. So. Um, but Sam, you know, says that he's not Martin. Um. And Dean says, but you are crazy, and that doesn't wash off. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, that's okay, mean. <laughs> Dean, don't think that's helping. And then he says, you're never going to be okay, Sam. And then I just wrote, wow, I that just, can't be Dean. Well, I, I just, said, please don't let that be yeah. Dean. <laughs> My notes just were please. like, Jesus, Dean. And then it was like, that was a horrible thing to say. I was just, I was, because he said it, and I it, I haven't watched this episode before. Like, I've watched it once before. This is only the second time right. I've seen it. And so I actually rewound it. Oh, did he just say Sam's never going to be okay? I, was I know. like, what the fuck? I was just like, you're a terrible person. Yeah, I know. No, I was, I was pretty And that's angry. when I was like, please don't let this be Dean, because me and Leanna are just going to fight. Oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're being a dick. But we would have been on the same side. We would have been totally on the same page. So, actual Dean shows up. Yeah. And I was and like, I was like thank it. fucking God. <laughs> Sam's gone. Sam and fake Dean pull up to an office building. And we see, like, we you can see up on, like, third or fourth floor, like, into a conference room. There's, like, five business dudes up there. Uh, and Dean is telling... Basically saying that that's the Leviathans, and he's like ready to go in, and I was just right. like, "This doesn't seem weird to you, Sam." <laughs> like, I think it did seem weird to Sam, though, right? Because it should. Yeah. He's like, Let's go. <laughs> we're gonna fight these monsters we know nothing, nothing about, about, right? And we're really powerful and apparently ancient, right? <laughs> that's not very Dean. No. Um. Dean is then telling Sam not to trust what he's seeing when they go in um, because even though he thinks he's going into an office, he opens the door and Sam steps into a warehouse. Yes. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, and you thought I was Dean. And he turns into Lucifer. Yes. Lucifer is saying that his world is whatever he wants it to be. 
Sam just turns and shoots, yeah. telling him to shut up. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Sam. Poor Sam. Settle down. I feel bad. This is rough. It is. But we shouldn't be firing our weapon. He's having a really bad night. He's having a very bad night. <laughs> so Lucifer keeps egging him on. Um, but we cut back to the hospital. Gaines has confronted Bobby, wants to know who he is. Bobby tries to play uh, the FBI agent. And Gaines, but Gaines knows Bobby. Saw him through the angel's eyes. I don't know why, but I love that line. Did he say they saw him through the angel's eyes? We saw you through the angel's eyes. Yeah. It's just, that's a very creepy line. It, It was really good. Yeah. And then Bobby just picks up a hammer and smashes it smashes it into the side of Gaines's face. Then he grabs a shotgun and unloads a shot right into the dude's chest. Nothing happens. We just see him like push all the buckshot yeah. buck shot out. And it falls to the floor. And yeah. then the Leviathan face happens. And it's just teeth. Right. A it's big like open the... mouth. So like if you've ever seen the Langoliers it's totally what it reminded me of. I've never seen the where it's just so they're just these like floating circles with like slits in the middle, and it's just razor sharp teeth, that, oh, okay. like moving around. But they're eating like the world, okay, or time, different time dimensions. It's pretty. It's it's a good one. You should check it out sometime. But anyway, um, that's what it reminded me of because it's just the face, or like the chick from cabin in the woods the it, that's what i always think of yeah but it's not circular it's just like more of like a slit that opens that just right has a bunch so of it's teeth. like you see their ma- their normal face and it's almost like right at where the mouth is their mouth like opens and it their whole head flies all the way back and it's just a big like circle of teeth with a big tongue coming out of right. it and it's pretty it's pretty cool. I liked how they looked. Yeah, I was like, whoa, yeah. cool. I was, nice. I was really, through this whole episode, I was like, these are some cool monsters. Right? I was really happy. Very exciting. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's when Bobby shoots him, sorry, after the face. Oh, that's okay. But then when he pushes all the buckshot out of his stomach and chest, Bobby just grabs his bag and runs. We see Dean tracking Sam. <laughs> his GPS on his phone. <laughs> Sam tells Dean that, well, Dean gets there and walks through the door of the warehouse and Sam points his gun at him. And uh, Sam is telling Dean that he thought he was with him already. Sam doesn't know which what's real. Dean is telling Sam that they should start small. Sam doesn't remember driving Lucifer drove, or so Sam thinks. That's what, well, Lucifer says that. He says, I did, or so Sam thinks I did. And then Sam shoots at Lucifer. (laughs) Dean tells him that's not necessary. (laughs) Um, Dean tells Sam that he's been to hell. He knows a thing or two about torture. It's very different than the crappy, than this crap that they're in. Sam, we see Sam looking from Dean to Lucifer and not really sure, you know, what's what. And the whole time Dean is talking, he's slowly approaching Sam. And finally he takes Sam's hand, the one that has the really nasty stitch job on it, 
and he starts pressing into it, causing some actual physical pain to Sam, saying that pain is different than what it is in his head. And we see kind of like a static blink, like Lucifer starting to kind of blink out of existence as Dean is doing this. Um, and Lucifer's like, oh, that doesn't matter. It's just a little, I don't even remember what he says. I don't remember what he says either. Um, but then Sam pushes into the wound a lot harder and we see blood come through, seep yeah. through the bandage, but then Lucifer disappears. So then Bobby calls Sam, tells him about the Leviathan in the hospital, and says that they, he found it. It's there right on the front step, basically. Right. Uh, so Dean and Sam head back um, to a torched Bobby's house. I seriously have no memory of Bobby's house getting burned down. I was like... Is that Bobby's house? So, so was I. Was, I was it like, a garage? What? I was like, did Bobby's burnt? house get burnt down? I was, it was a total shock. Me too. I, I had no, no memory that. of that at all. I still don't remember it. Right. Like, I mean, I know I just saw it and it happened, but I'm like, <laughs> I just, it did, did it just never register the first time? But then obviously they never went back to his house after that. So. I yeah. just never, it was, it's like one of those things that's just, it's always there. Like, right. it's Bobby's house. Right. <laughs> Exactly. You know, like. So I was like, wait a second. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, is Sam hallucinating again? (laughs) Hold the front door. So. Dean calls Bobby and leaves a message on Bobby's phone. They can't find him. They split up. I wrote, really? Yeah. Oh, I know. I was like, that's how you guys are going to search? Really? We're going to do that? Fucking Winchesters. Oh, my God. (laughs) So they search the property. They're calling out for Bobby. Edgar's there. Um, Edgar's telling uh, Sam that the Winchesters are are something kind of special since they deserve uh, annihilation. Or since they're worth annihilation. Yes. Uh, while he's talking to Sam, Dean sneaks up and shoots him point blank in the face with a shotgun. Which just doesn't phase Edgar like at like, all. Seriously, nothing. Edgar then uh, does the Leviathan face and tosses Dean into a car, breaking Dean's leg. Sam then approaches Edgar and punches him. And fights with him for a minute, uh, and tell, and then yells out, "Now, Dean!" And Dean hits, or right after he says that, Edgar has picked up a lead pipe and he's just smacks the ever living shit out of, out of Sam, Sam. Yeah. right in the face with this pipe. And Dean has pressed a button that releases a car that's been on a crane, and it right on top right of on Edgar. It. Yeah, they dropped a car on it. He sure did. That was pretty awesome. So Dean crawls over to Sam, trying to wake him up, saying that he's got to carry him. Because um, he's the one with the broken leg. <laughs> right. He can't wake him up, so Sam calls, or Dean calls 911. I was pretty surprised. We hardly ever see them call 911. I know. I was like, who, who is he calling? Right. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. He Bobby called 911. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, he called an ambulance? <laughs> I know. I was very surprised as well. Yeah. 
So they're in the back of an ambulance and they're trying to uh, resuscitate Sam. And Dean is like, you know, yelling at him to pull out of it. And we see Lucifer show up uh, because Sam is finally, you know, waking up. And Lucifer saying, maybe he's not real, but he's not going anywhere. I was like, wow, he said he's not real. Oh, shit. I was pretty surprised. I guess he's dropping that. Yeah. Um, But it's still, I mean, regardless of him being able to drop that whole charade, it's still not okay. Oh, (laughs) no, not at all. I was just, I think it's a... It's important, though. It's, like, really important that Sam knows he's not real. Oh, it's you know. huge. Right, yeah. Because that was such a a problem for him. Right, exactly. And now that that problem, even though it's still going to be pretty awful for Sam, at least he knows who he can listen to and who he can believe. Right. You know. You would hope. I mean, I would still be, like, in Sam's well, position. Yeah. I'm like, well, you were my brother. Right. That's true. So... I don't know. I'm still fucked. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so then Sam starts seizing. Um, and we hear the, one of the EMTs saying something about being going to the hospital. And Dean's like, where are we going? And he tells him to Sioux Falls General. And Dean tells him to take them anywhere else. And the EMT's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Right. And then they just knock him out, don't they? He I, he just passes Does out. Does he pass out? Yeah, oh, I think okay. he just passes out um and then it cuts back to edgar um and we see all of his black blood retreating back into his body yeah and then we see edgar's hand like curl Curl up up and like he's obviously not dead he's fine yeah just took a minute for him to get out credits yep they're good with the um Little mini cliffhangers at the end of these. I, I like, like it. Oh my fucking god! Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the title of this episode, "Hello, Cruel World," is a play on the phrase "Goodbye, Cruel World," which is often referenced as a person's last words before they commit suicide. The reference here is to Sam's state of mind. So there you go. All right. Um, so, let's see. Anything else interesting that I researched? Because <laughs> she just did so much research. <laughs> so this episode was the third episode shot for the season, but it aired second. Why was that? Because it, they needed, uh, Time to prepare because Jensen, Jensen directs the next one. The next one? one? Okay. Yeah, so they had to do that first. So following Meet the New Boss, the first episode. Right. Hallucifer became the fandom nickname for Sam's hallucination of Lucifer. Hallucifer? Hallucifer. Oh my god. Internet. <laughs> you guys. Um... When Sam's hallucination of Dean leads him into what appears to be an office building, the name on the door is the Morning Star in Denver. Uh, uh, oh my God, the Morning Star Endeavors Ltd. And its symbol is an inverted star. Both the name Morning Star and the inverted five-point star are associated with Lucifer. Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer. Jesus Christ. Lucifer. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess back in season five in the double you know, Crowley said to Brady, if Lucifer wins, he'll turn this place into his kingdom. When the Morning Star cleans house, we all get the mop. Huh. Well, there you go. I love this note. When the girls are washing the cars for the football team, the car in the middle is a Dodge Caliber. (laughs) Okay. Who the fuck cares? Thank you you for that. Um, So, yeah. That's pretty much it on that that I got anyway, because I couldn't really research this You know, I mean, it was... It was a good effort at the research. You printed out a whole IMDb page. <laughs> so, um, look, I did what I could with what I had. <laughs> so, uh, I did a little bit of reading about Leviathan. Okay. Um, and the Leviathan is not a group of creatures. It is just one creature, a right. Leviathan. And it's said to be paralleled to the goddess of Tiamat, who, if you remember, she is the goddess of creation and chaos. Um but mostly people just use the word to describe very large aquatic creatures like crocodiles and whales. And it has since been used to refer to overwhelmingly powerful things most commonly being found in the water. This is comparable to the word behemoth, which refers to extremely large and destructive creatures of the land, and a juggernaut, which is usually refers to something very large and destructive that is either mechanical or made of many different parts. Or a mutant in X-Files. Including I mean, people. X-Men. X-Files. Um, but, like, the term juggernaut is used also to describe, like, groups of people, like sports teams, corporate political campaigns. Those are juggernauts when they start, like, right. defeating everybody, you know. But there is, in Job 41, an actual description of Leviathan. Um, it's, like, a parallel for God's power is what they're describing. Okay. But let me see if I can get because it's a little bit long. Um, I will not conceal his parts, nor his power, nor his comely proportion. Who can discover the face of his garment, or who can come to him with his double bridle? Who can open the doors of his face? His teeth are terrible roundabout. His scales are his pride, shut up together as with a close seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together that they cannot be sundered. By his, ne- by his niecings, a light doth shine, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth go burning lamps, and sparks of fire leap out. Out of his nostrils goeth smoke, as out of a seething pot or cauldron. His breath kindles, kindleth coals, and a flame goeth out of his mouth. In his neck remaineth strength and sorrow. It return. <clears throat> oh my god. In his neck remaineth strength, and sorrow is turned into joy before him. The flakes of his flesh are joined together. They are firm in themselves. They cannot be moved. His heart is as firm as a stone, yea, as hard as a piece of nether millstone. Uh, And then they talk about eating him. (laughs) Because it's the Old Testament. (laughs) Um, But yeah. That's all there really is. There's not like any type of like real history behind Leviathan. It's mostly just a word. All right. Yeah. Well, they're badass monsters. That's they are. So the music in this one is obviously Blackwater by the Doobie Brothers. Well, yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with my favorite line is, excuse me, the torture one. 
Yeah. That Sam and Lucifer say together. Right. That's a really good one. Um, I went with the one where Dean says to Sam, you know, he's not real. And Sam says, he says the same thing about you. Yeah. That's a really good moment. Yeah. I think that's my favorite moment of it because it just like really puts into perspective for Dean because mm-hmm. you can see the like look of realization like, oh, right. Fuck. Oh, wow. We're totally fucked. Right. Yeah, this isn't as, you know, cut and this, dry. This is actually like some serious crap. Yeah. He doesn't know what's what. And that's not good. No. No, I put for my save. For my favorite scene, I um, picked when Sam is, uh, and Dean's in the warehouse with Sam and convincing Sam that Dean is real. Right. I liked that conversation. I did like how Dean gave him something to focus on. Yes. You know, being physical pain to kind of snap himself out of it. Yeah. I really liked that. Me too. But I I also really liked the moment when you saw on Dean's face, he was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> when Sam says that to him. Yeah. No. It was, that was really cool. There were some, some good bro moments. So, anything else? Nope. That's all I've got there. Okay. So, breaky break. Breaky breaky. And then we'll be back with the girl next door. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, if it rains, I don't care. Don't make no difference to me. Just take that street car. Let's go. I like to hear some funky Dixieland and dance a funky tone. And I'll be buying everybody drinks all around. Oh, black water, keep on rolling. Mississippi moon, won't you keep on shining on me? Oh, black water, keep on rolling. Mississippi moon, won't you keep on shining on me? Oh, black water. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Um, I know this is probably really difficult for you guys to get through. And I apologize. Please come back. We're struggling. We're sorry. It's been a long week. Oh, um, really quick, just before I forget, let's take a quick little break from the episodes to okay. maybe freshen up a bit. Yeah. Um, so we got an email that I will... Pull up here. Um, if while I'm pulling this up, do you want to do the review? Yes, because we also got an iTunes review um, from Sammy67. So nice name, Sammy. Um, but Sammy says that uh, says I have a moderately long drive to work every day, and I love listening to this podcast on the way there and back. Listening to quote the girls talk about quote the boys always <laughs> makes my day. <laughs> the research the research is all solid. Oh, uh, sorry. Usually. <laughs> it's been a really rough weekend. <laughs> the commentary is insightful and interesting. The hosts have great banter and it's an all-around great podcast. I highly recommend it to any member of the fandom or someone just getting into the show. Please keep making these. I need to know what you have to say about season 12. Aww. <laughs> now I feel like we've let you down. Thank you so much for that review. That's really, yes, really awesome. And I'm is. sorry that this episode is kind of a drag. <laughs> like the worst time to use that interview, but thank you. That interview? That interview. That, uh, <laughs> oh my God. What is it called? Review. Review. Not interview. <laughs> review. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we're going to keep going. We've, we've decided from the beginning that if we're going to do this, we're going to do it for real. So yeah. hopefully the guys 
eventually stop so that, so that we, we can. can also- <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will do 12. Yes. Because we we just can't stop at this point. No. I mean, I mean, we made it seven. Right. It's only five more. <laughs> um, okay. And so the email subject, love you guys, exclamation point. Hello from Norway. I've been listening to your podcast since the start and I love it. <laughs> exclamation point. Capital letters. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. I love Supernatural and hi. And have seen every episode many times. And I love Dean! More caps and more exclamation point. Um, I just wanted to let you know that you have fans in Norway as well. Love wow. you guys. Hugs and kisses from Tessa. Yay! Thank you. We Tessa. reach far and wide. <laughs> we are worldwide. Woo! Thank you so much for the email. We were super, super stoked when we got yes. it. We were like, yay! It really brightened up too. People were having some pretty rough. Weekends. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know if Leanne is posting or using any of it from our uh, opening banter, but I thought I had a worm eye. <laughs> yeah. My doctor did anyway, because uh, I woke up last Friday and I couldn't open my eyes. <laughs> yeah. There was just in a lot of pain. And, and like, she couldn't see for a while. Yeah, I For the whole weekend, I basically had to have eye patches and keep my eyes closed. It turned out that I had just gotten something under my contact that really, really abraded the epithelias on my corneas. So they were horribly painful to open and very photosensitive. So I just couldn't open them in any kind of light at all for a while. Yeah. And my vision's, my vision's still kind of fuzzy, but it's definitely a lot better. But my doctor made me go to the do- his office every day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, like first thing in the morning to check my eyes. And then I had to go to a specialist on Monday. <sighs> and it was just a nightmare because he thought it was a parasite in my eye <laughs> that was going <laughs> to eat my eyeball. And it was very scary. So, But like, it's not. <laughs> there was no parasite. <laughs> Frank did make me feel a lot better, though. We were joking about if I did have to lose an eye, I would get a bunch of glass eyes for oh, like different yeah. outfits there and costumes go. and different or even moods. some cool eye patches right you know? <laughs> yeah so because i could totally I see you rocking an like eye patch. legitimately like not okay for a while yeah. like after the sunday appointment because the sunday appointment when he was like okay i think this might be the actual parasite that eats your eyeball and wow. i was like oh and so I was like all sick, you know, with yeah. worry, like thinking about this thing in my eyes, eating it while I'm Ooh. sitting there. And, but then Frank made me feel better. He's like, ah, oh, we're going to be fine. And, you know, I still love you. I'm not going anywhere. And you'll get some cool glass eyes. So thank you, baby, for that. Anyway. All right. So, so episode three. To the girl next door. Um. This one is directed by Jensen Ackles. Directed? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yay, Jensen. Um, even though I really hate what you did in here. Um, <laughs> this one is written by Andrew Dabb and Daniel Laughlin. Take it away. So, we are in a hospital. Things are very blurry. And then we see that they just snapped Dean's leg back into place. Um... Which kind of wakes him up a bit, and he <laughs> learns that they are in Sioux Falls General Hospital. Um, 
They fill him up with painkillers that totally knock him out. He wakes up and things are pretty calm. He tries to get out of bed but falls to the ground because he has a leg or a cast. <laughs> he has <laughs> <laughs> because he has a leg. And if you get out of bed with a leg, you're going to fall. why he's on the floor <laughs> and dean says it's because i have a leg no he says it's because they gave him a lot of morphine and hey look a monster broke my leg <laughs> so which Bob- i was like sorry to cut you off no, but fine. i was like finally like <laughs> it took us seven years for you guys to like really get hurt right <laughs> how many times have you been thrown into fucking walls and shit i mean there's a couple times i know that we've pointed out like oh this is really great to see them like, actually right. beat up after yeah. a fight but it's not often it's very, yeah very and we've never rare. seen somebody have to get a cast no that's not true we did see sam with the cast in season two well he had a sling right he didn't have a full no cast. he had a cast did he yeah but that's because he actually broke exactly. his arm <laughs> <laughs> with the actual story <laughs> it's because they got into a bar fight um but yes i agree we never get to see them actually injured but yeah i was like it's about damn time. We yeah. Get, like a cast. Because you guys have broken some fucking bones. Come oh, on. Oh, come, come on. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Bobby says he's going to go get Sam and meet Dean at the ambulance dock. Um, someone in the hospital sees the Leviathan doctor and tips him off that the boys are there. So Bobby gets Sam in the ambulance and sits there waiting like, come on, Dean. Come on, Dean. Uh, Dean's in the hospital trying to find his way out. He finally gets it to the ambulance dock and barely escapes from the Leviathan doctors chasing them out the door. All right. It's the Dr. Gaines and the head nurse that we saw from the last episode. Yes. So, three weeks later, Whitefish, Montana. They're in a cabin. (laughs) (laughs) We see... Dean is watching like a Spanish soap opera and uh Shannon they're telenovelas oh excuse me sorry god you live in New Mexico (laughs) sorry um and Bobby walks in and immediately Dean is like uh what does he say you'll never what happened or you'll never guess what happened to Ricardo or what does he say I don't remember all I know is that um Ricardo uh, Suicidio, is that what he yes. says? <laughs> and it, well, because he's like, Dean's like, you'll never guess what happened, or whatever the line is. And Bobby's oh. like, what, what, not, he, is it Ricardo? And then, yes, like, and yeah. Ricardo Suicidio. <laughs> I know, and I'm just like, and they're very upset. <laughs> yes, that Ricardo es muerte. Um, so we find out that Bobby has been talking to other hunters, um, and there's a lot of the same going around. Um, but they, people are thinking that leviathans are like shapeshifters, um, but they just are into eating people more. <laughs> and nothing can kill them. And nothing can kill them. Yeah. So then we see Gaines, the head nurse, and um, oh, well, Bobby is saying um, 
I think Dean asks him about it, but Bobby says that Gaines, the head nurse, and some admin guy never showed back up to work. Right. After that incident. Right. Um, so they both look to Sam and ask him what he, or well, Dean looks to Sam and ask him what he thinks. Um, but Sam is having an episode, uh, hearing Lucifer in his head. Uh, he snaps out of it suddenly and he says that he's fine. Um, and we can see him like reach for the scar in his hand. He's like rubbing his palm. Yeah. And we see it's all completely like scarred over now. Yeah. Um, so... Bobby's like, good, great, right, you're doing good, excellent. He's going to go round up copies of his old library. Um, and they're like, well, I thought that those were one of a kind copy, or, you know, books. And he's like, it was, that's why I made copies of all of them. Bobby's like the king of preparing for the end of the world. I know. Um, we find out that this is Rufus's cabin, or was Rufus's cabin. Yes. Um... <laughs> And he has nothing in his cabin except for some sea rations and dust. So uh, Dean sends Sam on a food run, and he wants him to make sure to get pie. Sam's like, obviously. Uh, duh. So when Sam leaves, Dean asks Bobby what to do about Girl Interrupted. Bobby thinks Sam is doing better. People heal on a curve. And wants to worry about today's problems. I like Dean. He's like, no, this cast, this is me healing on a curve. <laughs> it's not the same thing, Bobby. Um, but uh, Bobby wants to go get intel. So then it cuts to Sam. He is checking out at a convenience store and he sees a paper about an ice pick killer. He gives the clerk a credit card to run and it's a Lenny Kilmister is the name on the card. Who's that? Do we know? <coughs> no, I think they just kind of... So that we know it's not Sam Winchester. Right, well I think they zeroed in on the card because it makes it, the way they shoot that scene it's very obvious they want you to see the name on the card. Oh. Because I think of, you know, because of the next scene that happens with the customer care representative with the credit card company. Oh, so we okay. can connect the right. dots. I see why that guy's like, oh, I found him. But anyways, so the credit card says Lenny Kilmister, and then the very next scene cuts to uh, like a call center rep on the phone, and he's talking with some guy about um, who's disputing strange charges, which was funny because I was just talking about this. That is funny. Um, and he he he. Wow. <laughs> I think I just said he like four times. Just about, yeah. Anyway, so the CSR is talking to the guy and he's like, so there's these charges, madam, mistress something. And apparently the guy's like, oh, no, that's fine. And he's like, oh, sorry to bring that up. (laughs) But then while he's talking to this dude, this like box that's outlined in bold red with the name Lenny Kilmeister on it, Miss Kilmister on it pops up and he just like hangs up on the guy grabs his cell phone, and then calls Edgar. Oh, I wasn't paying attention to this part at all, apparently. And tells him that he's found the Winchesters and that they have popped up in his search programs uh, in a shop. They used a card in a shop in Montana. He says that they're about a day and a half, to maybe two days away. And Edgar's like, why are you still on the phone with me? Yeah. Go. 
I really don't like how these monsters learn everything the person they are mimicking ever knew. Right. That's not right. That's I was scary. like, how the fuck do they know what cards the Winchesters are using? Right. Like, how did you get that information that he had a Lenny Killmister card? Okay. I mean, they're very smart. And they're clearly, <laughs> they clearly have a lot of, like, you know, people in their organization. Yes, there's quite a few Leviathan at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in different, very useful, you know, job outlets at this point. Yes. So Dean asks Sam how he's doing. He says he's fine. Dean wants to know if he thinks that he's getting better. Sam says that he doesn't know. He's just managing. He did not get pie. He got cake. It's close enough, right? The look that Dean gives him. <laughs> I was just like, it's not even the same, Sam. Close. Um. So... I'm glad that Sam is being honest. I think Sam is being honest with Dean about how things are going. We're not seeing any more of this. Oh, I'm fine. When he's obviously not fine. Right. So. He's saying he's fine, but he's being in like, I'm fine, but. Compared to how bad I was before. <laughs> right. right. Which means I think I'm it's not just great. like the like, general, like, I'm fine. Like, we know what's wrong. Right. So I'm, I'm working. That's I'm where I'm still at. Right. Exactly. And I like, I'm happy to see that going on instead of just the whole like hiding and lying. But I do have to agree that cake is. Not just totally different from pie, but it's actually much worse than pie. <laughs> it's not even I would close. Just, if I had to choose pie every time. Yeah. No. Sam, that was a bad call. Very, very different. Um, so Sam waits until Dean is asleep and then busts out the newspaper that he got from the convenience store. And I'm like, oh, God damn And he it. does it so we were quietly. literally just being honest. I and know. we were praising you for it. And here we go. <laughs> Why are you keeping this a secret? <laughs> Just the way he does it, too. Like, with his eyebrows up, watching Dean as he slowly pulls <laughs> the newspaper out. All, oh, I think he's trying to be sneaky. <laughs> it's like those fucking spies, like, tiptoeing. Right. And, like, the whole top half of their body is rocking back and forth as they, like... <sighs> that does not make you any quieter. Nope. Anyway, so... We get a flashback to Kid Sam. Uh, he's on the phone in a park bench uh, talking about a monster uh, that they're tracking down. And he's pretty sure it's called, a, it's a Kitsune? Kitsune. Kitsune. Yeah. Um, the dad, brother, or Dean, whoever, is sending, the, sending Sam to the library um, to research this yes. monster. So... Fly, back to present. Um, I just want to point out that he had a really nice Nokia phone. <laughs> that they totally understand how cell phones work, obviously. Right. And they got a really good Nokia for that scene. They did. Just play snake on that. Right. <laughs> for days. Um, so back to the present, we see Sam is leaving a note and takes the Impala. Yeah. I was like, this isn't going to go well. Well, this is already very bad. You're leaving when you shouldn't be doing that. And you're and taking, you're taking the Impala. <laughs> Sam, you're going to be lucky if you're still alive at the end of this. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, Sam, you know what's going on. Right. In your head. Right. Like, do you really think I it's a good idea to go? Idea. Yeah. No, I think this is actually a really bad idea. Um, so then we see a potential drug deal happening. 
uh, a guy and a woman in like what looks to be like a, a skate park kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, they hear sirens, so the chick just starts just bails. She books it. And the dude starts running the other way, uh, and then we see him get attacked. It was actually pretty funny, too, because dude's yeah. just kind of walking, like, back through his way through this gate park, and he just gets farther away, and then out of nowhere, this person comes flying <laughs> off and the just side. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, because he was being really gross. And yeah. telling that girl who was, I guess, trying to buy drugs. That, that the price had gone up. Right, and Maybe she could they pay could in make other some ways. type of an arrangement, right. yeah. So then Dean wakes up, he sees the note, calls Bobby. And what did the note say? Oh, I should have written it down, because all I, I know is that my notes say, what the fuck, Sam, that was your note? I remember it was like four words or right, something. Right, um, exactly. <laughs> it, hold on, I might have it. Um, um, I... Don't. <laughs> God, I'm such a terrible note taker this time. It's fine. I just remember it was like, I I'll like be back. I'm fine, Sam. Right. Something it was something like ridiculous because my note was like, seriously, Sam, that's the note. Like, fuck. I'm fine. I just remember it was like, I'm fine, or I'll be okay, or I'll be or something okay, like or something ridiculous. And it's like, really? Yeah. You're. <laughs> know your brother do you know what's happening to you right anyway so he bobby calls uh i mean excuse me dean calls bobby tells him that the other shoe has dropped because before when he was talking to bobby about girl interrupted quote unquote uh sam being crazy and bobby was like oh it's everything's fine dean was saying he's not fine and we just just have to wait for the other shoe shoe to drop right and so he calls Bobby saying that it's happened and Sam is gone. And Bobby's totally fine with huh. it. Yeah. He's like, oh, we'll just see what happens. He says He's maybe fine. Sam is getting some me time. Dean is not okay thinking that he could be road tripping with Lucifer again. And I'm like, that's an incredibly valid point, Right, Dean. right. <laughs> Bobby. Um, and I wrote, what the fuck, Bobby? And Sam. And question Sam. mark, question mark. <laughs> this is not okay. Um, I was just like, why yeah, are you I was, okay with this, yeah. Bobby? It's like, Bobby, yet makes like, no sense. Dean can't get a hold of him. You can't get a hold of him. He's gone crazy. He already has done this once before, thinking that he was with his brother. Right. Why is it okay all of a sudden? Now it's fine. I'm like, are you not Bobby? I like, know, right? What the fuck? <laughs> Is D the one who's hallucinating? <laughs> right. <laughs> Bobby tells Dean to wait a couple of days. A couple of days? Till the cast is off, and then he can hunt them down. In the meantime, they'll just call. I wrote, what? What? <laughs> yeah. That was literally my note. What? what? <laughs> like, yeah. A couple of days for the cast to come off. And then... And Dean's like, uh huh, okay, fine, right, sure. We'll, and then he goes we'll and do that. And then he cuts gets, the gets fucking a, cast a saw off. and cuts his cast off, which Bobby should have seen that coming from like a mile away. Like, <laughs> I know the second Dean agreed to that, Bobby would have been like, "You're cutting." He's the cutting cast the cast off. off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then we see Sam. He's an FBI agent. He's speaking with the uh, 
cop about, he's speaking with a cop about the last victim, the one we saw. The cop is uh, not particularly stressed or upset by this victim because he was a bad guy. A bad guy, right. Um, Sam knows details that were not in the paper, says that he worked a similar case a few years back. He asks if the brains were missing. And the cop tells him that's a question for the coroner. Then we see Dean. He's in the same convenience store Sam was in earlier. And he is... Uh, he asks the clerk if if he saw a big guy. Yes. And the clerk's like... Uh, that's... What does he tell him? He tells him something like, that's pretty vague or can you broaden right. something i don't yeah. remember he's like no like really big like like this tall and he's like yeah brown hair and he's like yeah and i'm like what, what? <laughs> I know, that's exactly what uh it had to be a little more i personally would not even remember sam just because he's really tall right i mean when you work in a retail location you see people just blur together oh, after yeah. a while you just are on autopilot like somebody has to do something pretty fucking noticeable and engaging for me to be able to be like Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, no. Right. I don't care how gorgeous Sam is or how tall he is. <coughs> if he did not try and interact with me in any way, I'm not going to remember who right, he was. Right, So, yeah. So, so, Dean asks if he has papers from the day before. And I was like, oh, good call, Dean. And Dean sees that, he sees the paper that Sam saw with the ice pick killer on the front page. We go back to Sam. He's talking to the medical examiner. A big doesn't. Is this when we see Sam look at his missed calls? I don't know. At one point, it's either just before the convenience. Anyway, he looks at his cell phone and he has three missed call, calls from Lars Ulrich. I think this is it. Is this yeah, what it yeah, is? Yeah, okay. Because yeah. <laughs> that just made me laugh. <laughs> that is really funny that they have. Um, that's how they have themselves in their phones. Like right. Because, <laughs> sure, they might have used those names to set up the accounts. But right. you don't... That's not how you'd program it in your <laughs> right, phone. Exactly. Like, you do that on your own. <laughs> Which, so, yeah. something tells me that was Dean. Yeah. Just gonna go out on a limb. <laughs> so, um... Big chunk of midbrain went missing. Midbrain, like, a pituitary gland? And the Emmy is like, yeah, the pituitaries were clear gone. How'd you know that? And we got another flashback. Small Sam is telling another Winchester that they need, because he's on the phone, that they need, a, that these monsters need a steady diet of pituitary glands to survive. Um, and we're seeing, oh, and that's it. Then present, we see our Sam creating a, a hunter wall yes then flashback again and we see small sam checking off locations on a map i just want to say that the kid who plays young sam just nails it like oh perfectly i love that kid i love him it's the same kid like every time isn't it yes he just keeps growing up with the show right yeah i love it um so we're basically seeing back and forth Young Sam and older Sam doing kind the same thing. Hunting the same type of case, right. basically. They're checking the map. They're, right. They're checking out things on a map. They're pinning it on the wall. Um, then we see um, 
at the end of the flashback, young Sam is ordering a triple red eye from like a coffee cart outside the library. And he watches as a blonde walks into the library. He goes in and does more research. I put SUV pulls up and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know where this is from. Anyway, so flashback, Sam and the blonde make eye contact and Sam is telling his brother that uh, you have to stab it in the heart. And Dean keeps making him say it over and over. They do the whole bit where he's like, you have to stab it in the heart. And you can tell Dean's like, what? And Sam's like, stab it in the heart. Until Sam finally yells, stab it in the heart. And the librarian tells him to shh. Yes. yes. I was like, ah, Dean even did it back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's like, can I have a normal life for like five minutes now? And Dean, I guess, says yes. And he's like, can I ask you a question? Um, how do I talk to girls? Also, what the fuck kind of library is this with information on how to kill a kitsune? Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sam approaches the blonde we saw from earlier. And she totally just shuts him down right away. But then she says that she's not supposed to talk to boys. So Sam leaves. He looks kind of crushed. Yeah, well, aww. And he's right out front of the library, and she leaves pretty pretty much right after him. And we see two dudes get up off the little half wall that they're sitting on as she walks by and follow her. And Sam is like, That's, that seems a weird. little fishy. So he follows them as well. And then we see that they are basically harassing her and, like, you know, being, being little shit. Little shit boys, right? Shit boys. <laughs> Big little shit boys. I hate shit boys. Shit boys. Shut up. Just do the fucking podcast. I am. This is part of it. Um. Oh my god. Okay, so Sam goes up and fights them off and he's just a total badass so it was Dude, really awesome he just beats the shit out of those two kids <laughs> and then he's just all hi i'm sam right <laughs> yeah, i love it so good it is she's amy uh after she introduces herself we go back to present sam uh and he is following a blonde through the woods uh we sh- we see a guy looks like it's try- he's trying to break into a car and he starts to collapse. Um, but before Amy, or the blonde, can go out to him, Sam stops her, turns around, and says, Hi, Hi Amy. Amy. And she's like, Sam? I'm like, how the fuck did you recognize her? Right? Him, I mean, how, him. Did either, how did either of you recognize each other? Right. Um, Sam makes her take a walk. He's telling her it's the same pattern, just like when they were kids. Amy's telling him that she has a job. She's had a job for six years. Two cats and a mortgage. She's got a a normal life. And he's like, you call this normal? So flashback, Amy is patching Sam up from his fist fight. Amy gets Sam a drink. And we see that there's just a bunch of pieces of brains in jars in her fridge. (laughs) And she's totally normal about it. She's just pushing it aside. Push those aside and grab a beer. 
I don't think she grabbed him a beer. No? They're kids. I think she did. Okay. I thought it was just like a Shasta Cola or was something. Was it? Oh, I could have sworn no they idea. were sharing a beer. Oh, I thought they were. <laughs> oh, I maybe I made that up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> They're like 12. I don't care. <laughs> like, you never had a beer when you were not 21? No, and I, I thought beer was disgusting. Right. For a long time. Right. But my point is that it doesn't matter that they're 12. (laughs) And I don't think they're 12. I think they're actually teenagers. Yeah. I think they were like 15 or something. 14 or 15. Yeah. Don't they say that? I don't know. But anyway, I'd have to look because I was not paying attention. I just just, assumed it was like a just I think I just assumed it was a beer. (laughs) So funny. Well, because she got it to ice his eye. That's why she had it. It wasn't for them to drink it. Because he got punched in the eye, and so when she brought it, he right. was using it to ice his eye, and I think that's when she grabbed it and just opened it and started drinking it. I am pretty sure it was a beer. Okay. I, I'm not arguing I mean, with you, because hey, I guys, don't know. you should let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we find out that they're both always on the road. They're talking to each other, finding out, and he's kind of like saying that he feels like he's a freak. Um... And she's like, we're both freaks. But all the cool people are freaks. And then they kiss. Aww. Uh, back to the present. Well, see, that was the beer. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the present, Amy is telling Sam it's not like that. He wants to know why she's murdered three dudes this week. She can't tell him. She just had to. <laughs> I'm like, that's not really oh, going to help your case. Yeah, no. Um, he says he's sorry. She says she is too, and then knocks him out. <laughs> I was like, wow. I was pretty impressed. I was like, this is not looking good for this chick Amy. Yeah. Whoever she is. But she did knock out Sam. Right. I'm just saying that this, that, this doesn't this make it. This is bad. Yeah. Right? It makes her look even more guilty. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, it doesn't help your here. It doesn't help your case there. against Sam. That you just knocked him out. But I do right. want to point out that it looks like Sam finally learned how to pick a pocket of his own. Right. Because you know, he gets some of the shit out of her pocket. Right. So Dean, we then see Dean talking to the same uh, Emmy that Sam was talking to earlier, and he finds out what Sam is hunting. He calls and tells Bobby. Back to Amy, uh, she's packing. We see her frantically packing up stuff, and Sam shows up. She, he was able to find her because of, because he picked her pocket right. and found like a note or a receipt or something I thought yeah no I think because I think she's in anyways it doesn't matter he found her (laughs) right Uh, Sam notices she's got blood on her hand and that it's not his she's killed again since he last saw her which pisses him off well yeah (laughs) and she still won't tell him why she tells him he knows what kind of person she is we get another flashback Uh, Sam spilling the drink uh, Amy is cleaning it up, saying that her mom is a very bad person, and she thinks she's bad too. Sam tells her she's not. He's been around enough bad people to know, and uh, they both just don't want to be like their parents. So back to present Sam, he wants to know what's going on. So finally, Amy shows him Jacob, her son. He's <laughs> sleeping on a bed in a back room. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, lady? You had a kid. Right. What the fuck were you thinking? 
Right. Like, this isn't a surprise to you. You've known right. this for a long time. Right. What you are and what... And what made you decide to have a kid? Like, right. what made you think that was a good idea? Like, you know what your mom had to go through. Right. It's not going to be exactly. any different. No. And now, here's Sam, this person who actually kind of cared about you. And now, what is he supposed to fucking do? <laughs> right. Kill you and your kid? Now, like, what the <laughs> fuck, lady? I thought that was a very bad decision on her yeah, part. Yeah, me too. Like, how irresponsible and shitty yes. of you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, as soon as you were old enough, you should have, like, got fixed. If <laughs> you can do that, I don't know how that works for you guys. Right. But, like, yeah, you should never have had a kid. Yeah. Really, really terrible. Um, unless it's something like they just automatically become pregnant. <laughs> and I don't believe that. <laughs> me either. <laughs> But that's the only way that makes this okay. Uh, so she works as a mortician. She feeds off the dead. She takes enough for her and her son, and no one knows no one gets hurt. Unfortunately, that doesn't always work out so well, especially for the younger Kitsune, I guess, because they can get sick off of dead brains. And that's what happened to Jacob. And the only way to fix it is for fresh meat. And it actually worked. He's better now. He's on the mend. Um, and she gives Sam her word that it will not ever happen again. To which I said, bullshit. You don't I'm know like, that. You have no way of knowing that. And if he gets sick again? Exactly. Are you just going to let him die? You're just going to let him die that time because you promised Sam you wouldn't kill anyone? Right. No, lady. No. I was very unhappy with this woman. I was unhappy with this whole thing. Yeah. You know, like, Sam shouldn't believe her because right. clearly she is willing to kill for the sake of her family. Well, of course she which is. Right. A lot of people are in the supernatural right. world and in the real world. Um, <laughs> so that's fine. But what what would make her not do it if he got sick again? Right. Because she doesn't know if he's going to get sick again. And right. if they're eating dead brains, there's a good chance he's going to get sick again. Right. Yeah. Um, plus, she brought him into the world knowing full well what she was going to have to do to feed him. Right. So. Exactly. It just, yeah. She wants them to both walk away from it. And she feels that she deserves that after what she did for him. We get another flashback. Amy is making Sam hide because uh, her mom's coming home. Or her mom has come home. Um, Sam hides in the closet and he hears the mom saying that they need to leave again because the hunters have found them. Uh, some hunters in a shitty Impala. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, Sam, uh, or then the mom walks into a different room and Amy gets Sam out of the closet and is telling him he needs to leave right away. Uh, and he sees the brains on the table and Sam and Amy have kind of a little standoff. He's got his knife out. She tells him to run because she hears the mom coming back and she doesn't want Sam to get caught. Right. We go back to the present. Uh, Sam is walking. We see Sam has left Amy's and he's walking back to his hotel room uh, and he gets punched from Dean. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, wow, that was really unnecessary, <laughs> Dean. Like, God. And we find out there's a new rule. You steal his baby, you get punched. <laughs> All right. 
I thought it was funny, but I was like, yeah. I don't think you really needed to punch him. But no. I, I get it. It was funny. You're I, mad. It was. He <laughs> took baby, and he also shouldn't have left in the first place. Yes. So but maybe I don't he think does he needed deserve to, punch to get punched. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just a little punch. Not, but he like just no, fucking he decked him. Right, <laughs> like, him out. Oh my god! He's, I just love this shot because it's the silhouette of Dean, like just punching, punching out into the, the side. Right, exactly. <laughs> Jared, Sam just, Jared, <laughs> Sam just like flies off to the side. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dean. Um, so Dean is mad that Sam left. Sam tells him that he's fine. Dean does not buy it. Dean was very worried. Sam keeps saying that he's fine. He was just on a job. Kitsune. Kit. Kitsune. Kitsune. I know. I know. That's what it looks like. Um, Sam says he took care of it. And Dean's like, oh yeah, where's the body? Yeah. And I was like, good job, Dean. Because it's like, he's crazy. So maybe, like, what did he really do? So right. you should probably follow up on that. It's, right. That's fair. Um, Sam tells Dean that he let her go. Dean wants to know why. We get a flashback. Amy's mom has found Sam as he's trying to leave. Amy's mom is about to kill Sam, but then Amy kills her mom. So we go back to the present. I was pretty surprised when I saw that. Yeah. I was was very surprised. Oh, that's what she meant by what she did for Sam. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I was like, okay, I think I can see a little bit more why things are more gray for Sam. Right, then, exactly. Yeah. Then so black and white exactly. as it seems to the rest of us. <laughs> like, we're like, Sam. Sam. But then when they showed that, I was like, holy shit, that does change how you think about her. Right, you right. Know? I still think she's an idiot for oh, no, I having absolutely a child. Do. I absolutely do. But I think she has a more, her decision making is based more on reality as opposed to family first type shit. Right. So... Uh, <coughs> excuse me we find out dean has never heard that story and sam's like well yeah because dad would have fucking flipped out right. <laughs> um so he's like so letting her go is cleaning up your mess sam reiterates that she killed her own mom to save him dean gets it but she's dropping bodies now so we have to drop her which, that's what we do um, he says it's that simple. And Sam says nothing in our lives is ever simple. We get another flashback. Sam is telling Amy she has to run. Amy wants Sam to go with her, but he declines. I wanted him to go so badly. Yeah. I was like, go, Sam. Just go. It would have been a much different series yeah. if that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been very different. But I, I would have been very happy for Sam um, to get away from John. Not necessarily Dean, but to get away from John. Oh, yeah, getting away from John would be good. But just getting away from Dean, I don't think, would have been good, especially based on the fact that we know Sam couldn't ever actually leave this life because of the whole demon blood thing. Yeah. (laughs) So it probably would have been really bad for him to be on his own. (laughs) With a Uh, monster. (laughs) Right. Um, So we go back to present. Dean calls her a freak while they're talking, which is clearly the wrong word. Yes. Triggers Sam. He immediately gets up and says he knows how Dean looks at him. He's tired. He's tried his whole life to be normal. And he now knows and realizes that that's just not him. He's a grade A freak. But he manages, just like Amy. Sam tells Dean that she's living off of 
dead brains, and the bodies were only to save her dying son, something either one of them would have done for each other. Sam knows Dean doesn't trust her, but he wants him to trust him. Dean agrees. To which I said, don't believe him, Sam. He's never that easy. <laughs> Unless you're a lady. <laughs> uh, so then we see Dean get off the phone with Bobby. They're going to stay the night and then meet up with him the next day. At the motel, Sam checks in and Dean is going to go to the candy store. Yeah. It's <laughs> like... What? Candy store equals Amy's motel room. (laughs) Dean tells her who he is and that he doesn't trust her. She is what she is and eventually the other shoe will drop. Seems to be the theme of this episode. Yeah. It always does. And I'm like, he has a point, but come on. She's clearly different. Right. Um, we don't know, like you and I just said, right. like five minutes ago, if her son got sick again, are you really just going to let him die this time right. because you made a promise to Sam? Right, exactly. But Or are you going to kill people again to save your monster son? Who knows how he's going to turn out? Right. Um, but then he kills her. Yeah. He turns to leave. Jacob is in the doorway. That's her son. Dean... Asks if he has someone to go to. He does. He nods. He asks if he's ever killed someone. He hasn't. Dean says if he ever does, he'll come for him. (laughs) Jacob then tells Dean the only person he's killing is going to be him. Dean. And Dean tells him uh, to look him up in a few years. If he lives that long. If he's still alive. Yeah. So before I get into this, let me just wrap it up because we're almost done. So the, we see the credit, the CSR from the credit company, whatever, is at the same convenience store both of the guys were at earlier. <clears throat> and he's on the phone, presumably with Edgar. He's only a couple days behind the Winchesters. He's just going to grab a bite first. And he gets off the phone and he turns to the clerk who's now tied up in a chair and the guy starts talking about how everything tastes better with cheese as he starts playing with some nacho, nacho cheese. Melted yeah. hot nacho cheese. And I'm just like, oh my god, no. Yeah. That's really yeah, fucking awful. And the guy is... pulls the whole bucket and pours it of melted nacho cheese and just pours it on top of the clerk as yeah. he, we hear him screaming. Yeah. And I was like, this is really terrible. I just feel so bad for that clerk. That's like, he just went to work that day. I know. know? Like, just doing his thing. What a way to go. Why? Winchesters don't ever interact with anyone. God. (laughs) They all end up dead. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. So, first of all, Jensen, why are you directing yourself to kill somebody? To be such a dick. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Okay. Obviously, you're just directing whatever the guys wrote. (laughs) <laughs> but I always hated how they every time I see this episode I always hate that they made Dean kill her I do too because like if this was season 3 even 4 I'd be like yeah okay that's totally what Dean would do because Dean is extremely right. black and white exactly you're a monster you're, you're dead period right. no ifs ands or buts about it but he has grown so a much lot. in 7 years yes. and you know, he can see that maybe sometimes it's not all so cut and dry. Right. 
Um, and, and he still has definitely one of those situations. Right. He still has some of his moments where yeah. he kind of does the black and white thing. Yeah. But he definitely can see a lot more gray now than he ever did before. Than when we yeah. first met Dean. Oh, yeah. And I feel like he's, like, severely betraying Sam's trust with, at a really bad time. And for not a very good reason. No. And I think that's, I guess that's kind of what it comes down to for me is that it all seemed, and I don't know if this was necessarily the writing, but it was all very forced, what happened with Dean at the end. I right. don't think, like you're saying, of the Dean that we know, I don't think that's just the decision he would have reached. Right, and I put, plus, what's the fucking point? Right. Like, Dean... Dean is not so much the brains of the operation, but he's not stupid. He's not at I all. don't think he would be like, I'm going to go kill this monster who has a kid so now that this monster kid is alone right and, and fending for himself right now he's gonna be coming after me because right. i killed his mom right like even if he did even if he planned it out so that jacob didn't see him he's still leaving a monster child around like that right. one hunter that they met a while back <clears throat> Oh, God, what was that monster? Um, I know which one you're talking about. Where they don't turn unless they eat right. meat, right. human flesh, but, like, it's really hard for them to deny themselves it. And the chick was pregnant with it, and yes. the hunter wanted to kill her because she yes. was pregnant, and they're like, you can, it's a kid. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'll be back in 20 years or whatever. Right. And it's like, is that really what we're going to do with Jacob? Right. Like, <laughs> um, oh, and I wrote, plus, your brother... Um, Oh, so sure, your brother might be crazy and not in his right mind. So maybe what he's telling you isn't totally true. Who knows? Right. But can't we just keep tabs on this chick for a while? Right. Instead of just killing just her? killing her. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I, I agree. I just think it was completely... I, don't, I just don't think it was well written. I feel like it was out of his character of where we right. are at now. Yes, absolutely. And it didn't seem to make any sense as to why he would do that. There's no point in it. She... if. Sam can be trusted at all, which I think Dean should give him a little bit. Yes. Uh, she's not killing humans to kill. She just did this to save her son, which right. absolutely is anything that Sam or Dean could understand would have done. Right. And she's going to live a life where she can, you know, eat the brains of dead people. Anonymously. With anonymously. Anonymously. Do you want to hear about Kitsune? <laughs> yes. Anyway, I just always hated that they did that. That was the I did decision. too. I, I always hated that too. I thought it was a terrible way to end that. Um, so Kitsune is actually the Japanese word for fox. Um, oh, really? Yes. And foxes are a common part of Japanese. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are, we are just terrible this week. Okay. Foxes are common, a common part of Japanese folklore. And when we use the word Kitsune in English, we are, Specifically referring to the folklore. Version. Oh, I did know that because of an X File episode. I'm sorry. It's Go okay. Ahead. No, Go it's ahead. fine. <laughs> um, Kitsune Jesus. are said to possess superior intelligence, long life, and magical powers. A Kitsune can have up to nine tails, and tails, and it is said that the number of tails indicates how old, wise, and powerful it is. And some folklore says they will only grow additional tails after they have lived to be at least 100 years. After 1,000 years, is uh, it grows the ninth tail, and then it turns a gold color, becoming a tenko, which is the most powerful form of a kitsune. There Sounds are two... like you're talking about Pokemon. 
I know. No, it really does. It gets even better. There are two classifications of Kitsune. Uh, the Zanko, which is the benevolent celestial fox, and then the Yako, which is the mischief- mischievous tricksters. And sometimes they are actually very malicious. So according to folklore, all foxes have the ability to shapeshift into a human. Uh, this Whoa. is used to trick people, as is the case with foxes in most folklore. Foxes are always said to trick people. That's just common throughout the world. Right. Um, but they are also very often portrayed as guardians and friends and wives. Um, they most commonly turn into young boys and girls and elderly men, and only rarely are they depicted as transforming into young adult men. They're most renowned for turning into beautiful women, and it was most often believed that any woman encountered alone, especially at dusk or night, could be a kitsune. When shapeshifting, they are said to keep a thin coat of hair, a fox-shaped shadow, and their reflection will continue to show them as a fox. So you would be able to spot them if you look for those things. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Other supernatural abilities include possession, creating fire or lightning from their mouths or their tails, appearing in dreams, flying, invisibility, and creating illusions that are nearly indistinguishable from reality. Are you sure that's not... A gin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It sounds like it. Um, As tricksters, their victims are usually men um, because they'll... Okay, the tricksters will victimize men because what they do with women is possess them. So we'll get to that in a minute. Um, (laughs) They are known to lead travelers astray, similar to a will-o'-the-wisp, and uh, confuse their targets with visions or illusions and... Uh, to do this uh, to be oh my god so they confuse their targets (laughs) with visions or illusions in order to do things like steal food or humiliate a prideful person or to seek revenge Uh, there's also this was cool a game called Ketsune Ken which is similar to rock paper scissors okay that they play I think I got the hand gestures right but I could be wrong so a fox it's a um a fox, a hunter, and a village leader instead of rock, paper, scissors. Those are the ones. And so the village leader beats the hunter because he outranks them. And so I think the thumbs up is the village okay. leader. And then the hunter beats the fox because he shoots them. And so I think that's the fox. I saw the hands, and so I'm just kind of guessing this is what they each mean. And then the fox beats the leader because he bewitches him. And so that's the... You put your pinky up, and that's the fox. That makes sense to me. Yeah. on the what i'm seeing right i think so too but i thought that would be kind of fun one two three shoot (laughs) (laughs) we both did hunter yes (laughs) um katsune suke literally means the state of being possessed by a fox foxes typically possess young women and it is said their facial expressions change to resemble that of a fox and these changes are thought to make women more beautiful it is also said that kitsune suke will give an illiterate person the ability to read and it was actually used as it was actually noted as a disease in japan and was a common diagnosis of mental illness up until the early 20th century it's a pretty cool monster yeah I was like, do they eat pituitary ones? No, they don't. <laughs> but I think the reason that they said that in the show is because they live so long, and that's the right. pituitary gland is what allows people to grow. Right. And so I think that's probably why they eat the pituitary glands. It's too to bad gain we didn't get any fox. Age. I know that would have been really cool. Yeah. 
So, sorry, I was looking it up because it was going to drive me crazy. But the X-Files, it, the episode is called Kitsungari. Kitsungari? Kitsungari? Which is Japanese for fox hunt. Oh, okay. And it's like the killer they're after is putting on the walls and Scully thinks it's directed towards Mulder because his first name is Fox. And... Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was like, why does that sound so familiar? And I was like, oh, that's oh, funny. God. And when you told me it was Fox, I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> X-Files. <laughs> so. But yeah, I've had a lot of fun reading about them. They're pretty. They are. Pretty yeah, they're cool. really cool. Yeah. I, I wish they'd have done they more of like, the them Foxy out type as thing. cool in the episode. No, they didn't. <laughs> so. Um, there's two songs in this. She was country by the Neil Nelson band and two days in February by the Goo Goo Dolls. That's when Amy and Sam are flashback in her house. And he's like, cool song. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> One of the songs and I, I, cause I saw it in the subtitles, but I didn't hear it was when the first time Sam went to the convenience store, the subtitles showed that the song playing was, and she was by the talking heads. Right. But it wasn't playing. Yeah, and I don't see it listed. Either. Okay, I wasn't going crazy, right? That is what it said. <laughs> I thought it said that as well. Okay, because I but love I, that I, song, so I picked that song. <laughs> I love the Talking Heads. Me too. But of the listed, the two listed ones, I would have to go with the Goo Goo Dolls because I don't even know. I hate the Goo Goo Dolls. I don't know who the Neil Nelson band is. I don't either. But so. But anyway, I'm uh, oh, and the it Talking says, Heads. It says that's what's playing when Sam is buying snacks. Maybe it's one of those licensing ones things where, yeah, yeah, it's on Maybe the DVD, but not on Netflix right. or something weird. I'm picking the Talking Heads. Yeah, well, <laughs> Talking Heads is the way Well, because that's a really good song for what's happening there, because it's about a girl going missing. Right. And that's when Sam goes missing. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the Talking Heads, which well, is just right. really good. Exactly. Um, let's see. My did you ha- Do you have... Um, are we doing favorites or are you doing Oh, we can do tips? favorites. Um, go ahead. My favorite scene is going to be when Amy and uh, when Amy saves Sam from her mom and asks him to go with her. I just really liked the whole little relationship between the two of them. And I I was very very surprised to see how Amy helped Sam. And so I right, really liked right. that. I didn't really have a favorite line. Um, I guess I did like when Sam was talking to Dean at the end. He says, I might be a freak, but that doesn't make me dangerous. That's a pretty good line. That's a good one. Um, I, yeah, I guess, I think that's the only one that I really like. Yeah. There weren't many lines in this one. Yeah, and it's also the moment that I like when Sam's like, look, I know who I am now. I'm right. not meant for that normal apple pie life. And I don't want it anymore. Right. I'm afraid. That's why I brought you cake. <laughs> but it's okay. Right. I also really like that line as well. But we'll like you that. said, there wasn't... It's not a lot of lines I'm in not, this episode. I'm not going off. Look, I might be a freak, but that's not the same as dangerous. It's right after he says that Dean looks at him like he's a grenade. Waiting for oh, him to go right. off. Oh, that's right. He does say that. <laughs> Um, this is the fifth episode in which the part of younger Sam has been played by Colin Ford. That kid rules. The only episodes in which young Sam was not played by Colin were Something Wicked and 
the character was played by Alex Ferris, and in Swan Song when the character was played by Nathan Smith. In this episode, young Sam would be 15. So you're right. Ha! So it was beer. No. <laughs> <laughs> that um, makes no sense. Um, Amy goes by Amy Pond, which I was like, yay! Because she's my one of my favorite Doctor Who companions. Oh, okay. Um, she's the... Uh, I also just really like that actress. Mm-hmm. She's... Um, uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, she, what the fuck? Nebula. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's Amy Pond. I like her. Doctor Who. The 11th Doctor. It is notable that young Sam's first kiss is with a supernatural creature. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know that's his first kiss. Um, in season four, Sex and Violence, when Dean thinks that Dr. Kara Roberts, whom Sam has just had sex with, is a siren, he says, first it's Madison, and then Ruby, and now Kara. It's like, what's with you and banging monsters? (laughs) Um, while he did only kiss her... We're counting Amy on the list of women who have slept with Sam Winchester and died. (laughs) That's not very fair. Oh, I guess the alias was Lemmy Killmeister, Killmister of Motorhead. It totally looked like Lenny when they zoomed in on it. I never even noticed, so. (laughs) Um, And Lars Ulrich of Metallica. Right. Um. <laughs> Dean's love of pie is well documented. There's a running gag through this series where Sam never ends up getting Dean pie when asked. See pie for details. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't even notice this. But a commercial for My Bloody is Valentine in Hell, a vision, 3D. Uh, is a commercial that plays while Dean is asleep on the couch. And Jensen played uh, Tom Herringer in in My Bloody Valentine 3D. The documentary playing when Dean wakes up alone is about wild beasts. And the line, here on the savannah, the wild beast lounges, lazy and self-content, and is oblivious to the fierce predator that stalks him from the shadows. Also played in a documentary in Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid in season five, just before oh, Benny yeah. Sutton was murdered. That's right. I remember that now. So young Sam tells young Amy that his dad never listens to any music written after 1979. This is a reference to the creator of Supernatural, Eric Kripke. He has stated more than once that he never listens to music after 79. And since he created the show, he is also Sam's father of sorts. Um, so in Changing Channels in season five, Sam tells Dean he doesn't know Japanese. However, young Sam is apparently getting all of the information on the Kitsuini from a book written in Japanese. (laughs) I have nothing else. All right. This won't take any editing at all. (laughs) Smoothest episode ever. We're 
professionals. We are. We know how it's done. Nobody does it quite like us. <laughs> At least I hope they don't. <laughs> we gotta, you know, keep it fresh. Right. Are you gonna wrap it up? <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, I was like, can we just be done? Oh, bye. <laughs> bye. Click silence. Everyone's like, uh, that was weird. <laughs> Okay, sorry guys. Um, it's like super late. I'm so ready to go to bed. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. We love you all. Please come back. Please. Um, <laughs> if you're not there already, please check out the website, thewaywardfans.com. I was about to say thewaywardfans at gmail.com. Yeah, anyway, the address is thewaywardfans.com. You can see all of the podcasts there. Check out pictures and other things. Um <laughs> Um, or uh, yeah you can contact us there uh, there's a contact us link that sends us an email it's the easiest way uh, to do so send us your thoughts feelings concerns I'm sure you have a lot to say after this episode please let us know and we're sorry um, or if you really want to just send us an email without having to go through the website for whatever reason it's waywardfans at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at waywardfans underscore SPN. You'll get updates on all of our new episodes and just fun, silly little things we find on the internet and on Twitter. And also Facebook, facebook.com slash waywardfans. Same deal there. You'll get all of our Facebook updates. <laughs> you just said Facebook so many times. <laughs> and you'll get all of our podcast updates on our Facebook site. I think we need to both just yeah, stop talking. I think we are done. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. <laughs> you are a trooper for getting through this. And, <laughs> and we're just sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>